Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! Hi-yo, and welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man up there is a wild man, Chris Wilds. That man over there is Sergeant MVP, Aaron Brown. And you are you, and we're so thankful that you decided to join us tonight to be a part of our big Ohio State versus Maryland preview and we are brought to you by Big Banter Sports. Go to BigBanterSports.com to get all of your Big Ten social media and media needs. Also, we are the official Ohio State podcast of ScarletAndGame.com. Just go to Google, punch in ScarletAndGame.com. Read all kinds of articles from Ohio State writers, such as myself and other great writers. Brought to you by Fansided. Guys, big game with Maryland this week. I tell you what, they're awful confident, Chris. Uh, we got to uh, record last night with uh, Jordan Monk from the uh, Turtleheads podcast. You will hear that here shortly if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast. If you are not, jump on over to YouTube. Check that video out. It, it's already been posted. But, Chris, what do you think, man? Does Maryland have themselves a gripe uh, to be – Ranked higher, ranked in the top 25, and do they have the ability to threaten Ohio State's season this Saturday? You know, this is the thing. I do believe that they are a legitimate top 20 team. I really do. Uh, that being said, no. They, they, they are not going to come in and threaten Ohio State. Uh, you know, they've played us very tough at Maryland. But when they come to our house, they typically do not perform near as well. Um, th- th- this is a team that, you know, they've got some great pieces. And if you look at the numbers 
on paper, I think we match up very well. Um, very similar numbers as far as things such as our, our yards per game, our third down conversions, um, our scoring. Th- that's all very similar. Uh, but I think the big difference is we've actually played a few teams, Eric. Um mm-hmm. Specifically, a very good offensive team in Western Kentucky and just a very tough all-around team in Notre Dame. And Maryland is a team that has, you know, their opponents are combined 7-18 and with only three wins against FBS schools over the course of five weeks now. So they are really very good statistically. But I don't know how good they really are when it comes to pay, facing a quality opponent. Aaron, you broke down the film, which we're going to take a look at here shortly uh, uh, ourselves. Does Maryland – are they a top 25 team in your opinion? And number two, do they have the ability to threaten Ohio State this Saturday? So <clears> – <throat> If they're a top 25 team, I would not have them any higher than 20th because I'm on board with Chris. They've really not played anybody that I would say is like a true test. You know, um, they look darn good. They, you know, they passed the eye test. But again, who have they played that really has tested them like they should be? So can they threaten Ohio State? Yes. Yeah, I think they can offensively, all right? If if our defense comes out slow, there's a chance they could get up on us. And uh, let's face it, our offense right now isn't built for a massive comeback. So it's going to be vital that this defense continues to play consistent. And there's no reason to believe they won't. Right, yeah, 100%. No reason. Um, the one argument that Maryland can make is that the one common opponent was Indiana and they throttled Indiana last week and we struggled in, in against Indiana, but, but, but Eric, it was, that was week one for us, right? A brand new starting quarterback, a brand new, brand new starting quarterback who didn't even play the whole game because of a quarterback competition, a brand new offensive line that has yet had yet to gel. That's now got five weeks under its belt. You know, yep. four, four games and, and five weeks under its belt. I mean, this is not the same Ohio State team that played Indiana. Yeah. Not. On top of that, you know, similar to uh, has like eight years of, of experience at, at the collegiate level somehow, some way. So I don't think that's a fair comparison. You, you broke up there. You're talking about Talia Tagovailoa. Yeah, he's – like Hartman and, and, and guys like Bo Nix and those guys, yeah. you know, they, they've been in college for a decade and they've played most of that time. So it's not really a fair comparison to me. Well, you know, Aaron, he's been hit, hit so hard in the head a few times that like his brother, he only thinks he's been playing for four years. That's fair. That's fair. They cut him a little slack. <laughs> Man, the, the, <laughs> CTE is real, guys. Tag of Iowa <laughs> family is going to be coming after Chris here before. Uh, for not they want some, come get some. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay. Well, they are, uh, they're injury-prone, so Chris, is, uh, he's, he's got them there. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's jump into some of the uh, history and statistics here. Game time, absolutely going to be this Saturday, 
12 p.m. on Fox. Big noon kickoff. We get the A-team, man. A little Joel Klatt and uh, Johnson is going to be uh, delivering that play-by-play for you on the Fox channel. So uh, uh, if you're not fortunate enough to go to the game, like myself, I'm fortunate enough to be able to go. Uh, make sure that you hit those DVRs and you get that game. It's going to be at noon Eastern this Saturday. Let's take a look at the uh, history by the numbers here between the two teams. Ohio State leads the all-time series 8 to nothing. That's how long uh, Maryland has been in the Big Ten now. This is their 10th year. Of course, there was the one-year COVID year. We did not play them. They avoided us. Um, a little interesting nugget here to go along with this. Um, Maryland was reportedly the team that turned into the Big Ten in the NCAA that um, Chase Young had his girlfriend fly out to California illegally. And remember, he had to sit out two games at that time. Yeah. Apparently, it was Maryland that did that. And the very next year, we absolutely throttled them. Uh, 2022, Buckeyes won last year 43-30. to 30. Last time they played in the shoe, that was 2021. That was an Ohio State 66-17 to 17 win. Largest margin of victory was 2016, 62 to three. That was a beatdown. Ryan Day's record against Maryland as a head coach, three and zero. Mike Loxley's record against Ohio State as a head coach is zero and three. Taking a quick look at all eight of those games, um, the one that stands out to me is 2018 at College Park, Maryland. Ohio State won 52 to 51. And Maryland has been pushing that that uh, narrative all week long that they were one two-point conversion away from winning that game in 2018 with a team that was not nearly as good as what they have now in 2023. However, that argument is completely hogwash because the team they had last year in 2021 was also better than that 2018 team, and we beat them. And we beat them two years ago, 66-17. And we beat them last year, 43-30 to in their house. So, to me, I don't really see any issues at all uh, or any reason whatsoever for Maryland to be uh, pushing that 2018 narrative that they only lost by one as any reason to be excited about this game in 2023. By the way, I don't think there's any players left on any either one of those rosters from that game that would even like have anything to even say about it. Uh, Talia was a senior in high school and then he went to Alabama. So he wasn't there, even though he's been in college, Aaron says for as long as Aaron's been in college, still in college, right? Aaron 16 years, buddy. How's that, how's that so someday he's gonna looking? figure out what he what he wants to do when he grows yeah. up. Yeah, hey man, absolutely. it's uh, you know different strokes for different folks. All right, get off my back, Chris. <laughs> Chris, why don't you break down some of the stats from these two teams? Who you want to start with first, buddy? Let's start with the Buckeyes first, Eric. So, Ohio State comes in 447 and a half yards per game of offense. Uh, third down, we've looked a lot better here in the last few games. We're up to 43.14% conversion. Our red zone scoring is at 81.62%. Our defense, this is this is the thing to hang our hat on, guys. Our defense is still third in all of college football, and that's actually having played some opponents. 
Uh, we do have a plus two turnover margin. And you know what? We are playing fairly disciplined football compared to what we've seen in the past, committing only about five turnovers a game, roughly 45 yards total in turnover uh, yards per game. Individually, statistically, we got Kyle McCord leading the passing game. He is 74 of 114 for 1,055 yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. Now, our friends at Maryland like to tote how much more um, Talia has than he does, than McCord does statistically. Let's not forget, there's about a game and a half's difference in how much play there's been. Travion Henderson leads the rushing attack, 44 rushes for 295 and five touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr., he leads in receiving yards with 17 catches for 336 and three touchdowns, while Mecca Egbuka, well, he leads in the actual number of receptions of 19 for 263 and three touchdowns. By the way, not to be lost in as the fact that Cade Stover also has uh, 19 catches this season, you know, which is just phenomenal for the tight end. Defensively, Tommy Eichenberg comes in leading the team. And guys, that tackle number that we've got on that screen is wrong. <laughs> I don't know what exactly what it is. That is Tommy's solo tackles, not his combined total tackles at 19. Uh, sacks, we've got one sack apiece for Michael Hall Jr., Tommy Eichenberg, Hero Canoe, Talik Williams, and Mitchell Melton. We actually have a few interceptions as we've been getting some turnovers out of our defense. Denzel Burke comes in with an interception, as does Steel Chambers, and of course, Jermaine Matthews Jr. And forced fumbles, guys, we got three or four of those as well, with Tommy Eichenberg, Lathan Ransom, Jordan Hancock, and Denzel Burke all providing one of those. Now, as we go over to Maryland, Maryland comes in, and they are at 454.8 yards per game of total offense, 49.25 uh, percent in third down conversion red zone scoring about 84.21 percent they are 38th in college football in total defense and again guys that's against a schedule that's softer than a baby's bottom turnover margin plus nine penalties per game they're committing five for 49 so very similar numbers as far as total yards per game uh red zone uh, scoring third down and penalties to what we see out of Ohio State. Individually, Maryland has two, I'm sorry, Talia Tagovailoa, who comes in at 111 of 169 passing for 1,464 yards, 13 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Something interesting, Eric, for those of you uh, who may not have listened to our recording last night, is did they not even know how to say their own quarterback's name? They even referred to him as Baby Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So j just out there for the uh, Maryland well, fans there. I, there's, I can't say a whole <clears throat> lot. I struggle with JTT's name. So. JT who? Tua right. Malu. Tua Malu Al. Well, it's okay. good to know we're not the only uncultured swine across the Big Ten landscape. <laughs> there you go, Aaron. <laughs> but we aren't coming on camera with three-piece suits and ripping our shirts off either. So. We're going to leave the positives. <laughs> so... We've got Ryan, uh, Roman Hamby coming in leading the rushing attack for Maryland with 64 rushes, 309 yards, four touchdowns. Guys, he is a legit threat when he's running the ball. Jayshon Jones is has 19 receptions to lead the Terrapins for 319 yards, three touchdowns. 
Right behind him on the other side, we've got Ty Felton. 18 receptions, 299 yards, and three touchdowns as well. Defensively, well, they're led in tackles by Bo Braid, who has 26 tackles. Caleb Wheatland comes in with two and a half sacks. Three interceptions for, <coughs> excuse me, everyone, for Tarib Still. And they've got four guys with forced fumbles, including Rex Fleming, Quayshawn Fuller, Trey Colbert, and Sean Greasley. <coughs> Sorry, everyone, fighting a cold here. So that is Ohio State and Maryland by the numbers. Aaron, why don't you tell us what we're going to see schematically out of these two teams? All right. So the first thing we're going to look at here is an offensive clip. <clears throat> and this is just to show you guys how. So the first thing is they're going to run this little wheel route here. All right. And again, this is just to show the creativity that Maryland is capable of. Um it's really for no other reason. I don't know that we're going to see that play and it's, you know, exactly the way it was just shown, but it's just, again, something that they, they can do. Uh, they'll come out in 10, 11 and 12 personnel. Um, and they do got some guys. Now, Chris mentioned, uh, was it Ty Felton? I think was the guy's name. One of their receivers, uh, he had like 18 or 19 receptions. I feel like 17 of them came against Indiana when they played them. That dude was on fire against Indiana, but I haven't really seen anything else impressive out of any of their receivers specifically. Um, the next play, uh, we're going to look at at Maryland's defense. All right, now they do run like a four-two-five and, and some variation. They're really good at stunts and they play fast. Um, I don't know that they're as fast as uh, was it uh, Western Kentucky that we played, but they will get home. Um, they are good at the stunts, which is designed to confuse the offensive line, and they do a nice job of getting to the quarterback. So that's just, again, something that they do creatively on defense that they could possibly throw at a, a somewhat inexperienced offensive line that's not all the way gelled, and they can. So the next play we're going to look at, this is what's called an option route, and it may look familiar to some Ohio State fans because we used to run it often with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, if you all remember those two names. So what happens here, they've got a guy underneath, and then they have two receivers that run uh, almost right next to each other. And what you'll see is, is there's almost a delay at, at, at the breaking point. So you'll see the wide receivers uh, and then the guy that's the option is, is he's looking at the safety. Well, the safety chased the out route there or the, the corner route and he took the post. So the next play is something we really have to, to be aware of here. Um, and what makes it dangerous is we're familiar with it because, Because it's a read option and take this thing happen. So what happens is, you know, it's just the traditional, you're reading the defensive end. You saw number one look like he was going to come crashing down on the running back. Well, at that point, Talia makes the read. He keeps the ball and he carries it around the, the wide receivers. The key here is that they seal the end, which they did 
very well on that play, and you saw Talia score the touchdown. And then the final clip. This is to show you guys that Maryland, they're not, they're not everything that their, what, 4 or 5-0 record would make you think that they are, okay? Their secondary is not anything special, all right? This is, uh, I think of them the same way I would like Western Kentucky's defense. They're a little bit better than that, but they're not like head and shoulders above them, if that makes sense. So is that good? Well, because Marvin, Emeka, Julian Fleming, Cade Stover, that those those routes are going to be there all day. So we got to take advantage of that. That's the big thing there. Running the ball. I don't anticipate too many issues um, as long as the offensive line gets off the ball well, they fire off the ball. Uh, we should be all right. I look for Ohio State to do quite well. All right. Sorry, Aaron. I might have ran one video incorrectly there. Uh, the um, the read option. Uh, for, for some reason, I had downloaded downloaded the second one incorrectly there. But um, <clears throat> get the get the point there that Talia is he's athletic, but he is not the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen. Okay, this is not Justin Fields. Not at all. He's a good thrower. He's he's a good passer, but he's not C.J. Stroud. Okay, no. like this, this guy's good. I, I'm flabbergasted that they think he should be running in the Heisman. I mean, I'm not sure what they're going off of with that. I mean, if I he comes seen... in, if he comes into Ohio Stadium and they beat the Buckeyes, okay, I'll give him some credit. We'll give him credit then, but and and Chris and I gave him a lot of credit at the beginning of the year. <clears throat> We said he was the top returning quarterback in the Big Ten. And we I don't know that that's that. still not true right now. <laughs> right. I think Drew Aller's better than he is. I'll throw it out there. I'm not so sure that we might not have a better quarterback when it's all said and done at Ohio State right now. Yeah, uh, I agree with that too. But when but you couldn't put you couldn't put Ohio State's quarterback you know, in the upper echelon of the Big Ten and returning quarterbacks because we didn't even know who the starter was, number one, and they had zero starting experience, number two. Right, definitely. So, so you know, and, and if, you, if you're going to tell me, if I was starting a program and you said, hey, you either get J.J. McCarthy <clears throat> or you get Talia Tagovailoa, who are you taking? I'm taking Talia. Absolutely. I am. I would too. I would I know, too. I know that the – the uh, team up north fans would are are going to think that that is the most craziest statement in the world, but I do believe I do believe Talia is better than JJ. Absolutely. My eyeballs tell me he just does more. Send them to camp against each other. I bet Talia would outperform him. I know he's got better feet, and I know for that sure. even and they and they'll even argue that point because they they saw JJ run for a touchdown the other day. You know, it's like okay. Uh, whatever. But my point is, is that we've given Maryland and Talia Tagovailoa the flowers that they've asked for. We've, we've, we've given them what they've earned, but until you come into Ohio stadium and you beat the Buckeyes and they're on their home turf, when we're ranked in the top five 
and the national media doesn't have you ranked in the top 25 and Vegas says Ohio State's a 19 and a half point favorite until you come in and you beat us in our stadium get out of there get out of here with that stuff man come on know your role you are a poor man's duke is who you are Maryland Oof. that's who you are hashtag okay? basketball school yeah, and they admit that. They admit they're a basketball school, but they're not even that good of a basketball school. You're a poor <laughs> man's Duke. All right, so that all being said, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to play for you. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this, we're going to play for you the interview we had with Jordan Monk from the Turtleheads podcast. It's a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. The OHIO podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. And welcome back to the OHIO podcast, everybody, with doing a little joint big banter podcasting tonight with the Turtleheads podcast. That man down there in the cool shades, he is not one of the Blues Brothers. He's actually one of the Turtleheads, believe it or not. We got Jordan Monk with us tonight. Jordan, looking all cool and suave tonight. How's your evening going? Hey, I'm on a business trip. I told you that when I joined. We're on a business trip. We got things to take care of this weekend. Okay, things to take care of as in uh, getting an L in Columbus, Ohio, I take that? No comment. Okay, I just uh, just wanted to make sure we were uh, on the same page here. That's the wild man, Chris Wilds over there. He'll try to stay awake tonight, but uh, he's been looking up statistics and everything else, getting ready for our preview for Maryland, and it's about ready to put him to sleep. So maybe, Monk, you can wake him up with some exciting, uh, exciting banter from Maryland. Guys, this is an interesting game. We have 4-0 Ohio State, 5-0 Maryland. Chris, you and I predicted this. Yes, we did. At the beginning of the season. We said there's a world where this is an undefeated game or even a 5-0 Maryland versus a 3-1 Ohio State. Thankfully, that didn't happen thanks to a last-second touchdown two weeks ago in South Bend, Indiana, setting up this big noon kickoff on Fox this Saturday Monk, I'm going to give you the floor first. What are your thoughts? What's your anticipation? What are you expecting come Saturday? So, Eric and Chris, as you know, since joining Big Banner, Turtleheads have had all the mouth, and we're here to provide more mouth. But I dressed up today because I want those boys over in the state of Indiana. It used to just be Purdue. Now it's just the whole state of Indiana. Big Banner is all about business, no hot takes, uh, we're 5-0. and oh. We should be ranked 10th in the Big Ten. Of course, that's what they're saying. You know, you can't be a fan and root for your team. I mean, Eric, Chris, who do you have number one in your power rankings? Uh, um, we, I actually don't, I don't want to answer it, but it's, see? it's, it's see? those guys. See, I got to question your all's fanhood, man. See, the only difference between you all and us is we're not good at football very often. So when we are good. You got that right. So when we are good, we're going to let you know it. <laughs> so this so, is basically a ride or die one year thing, huh? You know, I know this is rated G there, Eric, but let's get the oh, party started, son. Oh, he's taking his coat let's off. Let's get the party started, son. If he, oh. if he, oh, we'll get out of here. <laughs> 
the number oh. one team, the number one team at Big Banner, number one team everywhere is the Maryland Terrapins. All hop right. on, the, hop on board now. Hop, nope, nope. Hop on board now. We're here, and we're here to stay. You know why I know we're going to win this game? Because you said you've been looking up stats. Our boy Tricky, Chris Smith. Also, don't forget to listen to us. Like and subscribe on Turtleheads, Spotify, and Apple. But I'm going to read you two stat lines, Eric and Chris. Six touchdowns, one interception. 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. 1,400 yards, 1,000 yards. Nine carries for 10 yards. 14 carries for 68 yards and three touchdowns. Which quarterback mm-hmm. is with? Well, you, well, you know mean, what? This is the thing. Let me take this one, Eric. Because Okay, go for it. First, first of all, y'all got an extra game under your belt, and, and our starter didn't play half of two games. Let's put that aside, though. We, we admitted coming into the start of this season that we thought Talia Tagovailoa to start the season would be the best quarterback in the Big Ten. We never disputed that. We, we see the talent. We don't deny the talent. However, it's a team sport, and one man cannot do it alone. Oh, we're talking about teams, so we're going to talk about defense. Oh, please, yeah. let's talk about defense. Let's do that. Because so, Big Banner wanted to put up a post today about the, about the top defenders in the Big, Banner, or the Big Ten. Where's Mr. Tareeb still? Where's he at? Where's Denzel Burke on that list? That was, that, that was criminal. Dude, dude, dude doesn't even get the ball thrown his direction because he's that good. I mean, criminal. Well, all I got to say is, all I got to say is, team sport or not, Maryland is the best they've looked since joining the Big Ten, and we have Absolutely. scared you all Agreed. numerous times. Numerous times we scared you all, and not only have we scared you, we scared you when you all were a lot better than what you are right now. There ain't a little bit of you that's sitting there saying this is going to be a dog fight, is it not? You got to be a little nervous come Saturday. Um, I'll be honest. I'm a little nervous. Absolutely, I'm a little nervous in, in just about every single game that's uh, with a team that's got a pulse. But let me say this because this is really interesting. Number one, is what that a basketball? About that, though, is that a basketball jersey underneath your uh, dress shirt there, Clark Kent? That's right. No, we, I told you we've already conceded. We're not very very good at football, but when we are, you're going to hear it. I don't have a football jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, right. It's easy to be good at football when you've got the 116th ranked schedule, strength of schedule in the league. Yeah, let me. Uh, you got to beat on. them, right? You got to beat them, right? I mean, at this hey. point, you guys are one step below that team up north when it comes to your scheduling. No, no. Tell me, Maryland wouldn't love to have Iowa's schedule. We talked about that in the podcast today. What kind of schedule is Iowa playing? And people still have them ranked in the top five. Any in the team Ten. in the Big Ten East would love to have Iowa's schedule. Well, I got news for you. Next year, next year is going to be a different story for the Big Ten. First off, bringing in some studs, and then second off, get rid of these stupid conferences. I don't know whose idea was to put, even before Maryland was ever good, to put Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State all in the same conference. That didn't make good sense. Well, they're divisions. Um, so Damn it. okay, okay, all right, easy. Can come from the. ACC, where we just played basketball. I'm saying, gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, no, I want to. Now I'm going to question a little bit your fandom here because when we interviewed you at the beginning of the season, Chris and I were both higher on your quarterback than you were at that time. Absolutely. Did you what, watch what's the, happened, man? 
Did you watch him in the past two to three years? <laughs> there was talent there, but there, there wasn't a lot of talent around him. I mean, he's definitely stepped up his game with as the talent's gotten better. And that's a lot of the recruiting that Loxley's done for you guys. We've, we've taken note of that. He hasn't had the worst recruiting classes in the Big Ten East anymore. When he stepped in, he said, I'm going to go in and make relationships with the high school coaches in the DMV. That was incredibly intelligent on his part. It's taken him five, six years now, whatever, to get that pipelines going where he's getting those three and four star guys to not leave and go to the Virginias and the Virginia. Virginia Techs or the Michigans or wherever that they were, you know, filtering to. They he's keeping more of that talent home, and now he's developed that talent. They're a really good football team. I'll I'll acknowledge that. Chris and I were higher on your on, on Maryland than you were, man. And I, don't now you're higher, not- I don't know. I don't know if you were higher than Maryland. You were higher on Baby TT or Baby Tua, wherever you want to call him. And shout out Fox Sports. You think they would learn his name now because. Maybe he's not Heisman talk yet, but if he keeps this up, you got to throw his name in there, right or wrong. I mean, this Saturday for him would be huge. If he could walk into the horseshoe and win, then absolutely I would say that 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 catapults his chances in in the Heisman conversation without a shadow of a doubt. I think, you know, we, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the season that Loxley went into the big 10 media days with a ton of confidence and said, we're going to, we're going to compete for a championship. That's what we're here to do. They believe that the team, the roster believes that. Yeah. He's got buy-in. I mean, there there's, there's definitely that there. Um, and we said, which one of the big three from the big East would you take down this year? You did not mention Ohio state. You said Penn state. How do you feel about that, Mr. Turtlehead? We're, we're, we're beating all three of them. Book it. Because not only is Coach Locks, not only is Coach Locks putting confidence in his players, he's putting confidence in the fans. Let me tell you something. You know how hard it was to pack out Bird Stadium? Because, like I said, we're a basketball school. We just don't care about football. But he's put his heart and soul into football, and the fans are starting to show out. Granted, we don't have 100,000. I get it. We never will. Like, unless we're going, unless on. November 18th, right around birthday versus Michigan. If we were to go in that game undefeated, I expect Michigan to be sold out. Um, Penn State will probably be sold out regardless of the outcome of this game. But I just I don't think like all of Big Banner can comprehend what a true basketball school is. Which I mean, I don't know what Purdue and India. I don't know what they root for. Period. Indiana is more a basketball school. Well, they can call themselves a basketball school, but Bobby Knight ain't walking through those doors anytime soon. But my problem is you all just can't comprehend the fact like we are basketball first. All the fans are basketball f- first. Football has to compete with the Redskins, which I don't even know. That's like written for Indiana. And then the Ravens. I know it's on Sunday and Saturday, but people are not going to waste their whole weekend. You're, you're looking talking about the DMV. First off, traffic. They have excuses any way, shape, or form. Indiana, what you, you might have three deer crossing and a corn stalk in the roadway to get to the game. I mean, things are different on the East Coast. I don't think the Big Ten has realized that. And it's going to be even hey, a bigger I notice. I there. I understand. So. Yep. You, you know. I mean, it's just different. And and we will never be the Ohio State fan base. We will never be a Michigan fan base. But I guess that's what that's what drives us nuts is because I don't care if Maryland lacrosse, Maryland soccer, whatever Maryland's on, I'm in it. And it frustrates me because I'm three hours from College Park and I go to plenty of games. It frustrates me that local people don't do that. 
But getting off subject here, I'm sorry. But yes, it's all right. I I think we do beat Ohio State this weekend just because I have not been impressed by your offense. And you can you can say Kyle McCord hasn't played all the games. You've had a bye week, whatever stats or stats. I just don't think I'm not saying is Notre Dame that good? Is Notre Dame that good to keep you all shut down? Do you all think they are top ten? Hey, nobody cares about rankings because Maryland's like, come on, you can't tell me Maryland's not a top twenty-five team. Are you kidding? I, I, hey, I, I have I them in my top twenty-five. I have. I saw. I saw. In fact, I would say they're a top twenty team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's my favorite. Once again, going back because it just frustrates us is we get put Maryland number one, Big Ten, Big Banner rankings. Check that out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But we get all the grief for putting them number one. But then they're like, oh, you got to think logically. You got to be for real non but purdue indiana they can sit there and i put maryland or top 25 like come on man that's a top 25 team even if we lose this week even if we lose to penn state michigan let's say it's just the same old same old we're still a pretty good darn team you know what i mean no you you would got you guys would win the west yeah hands, hands down down yeah it's down uh I, I i've made that we made that argument argument last year for you guys and i still i stick by that but i you know i this in Again, don't take offense to this, but you guys do realize who you are, right? You Maryland. are a you are a poor man's Duke, is what you are. A I basketball. Mean, is, this, is, is this conference over? Is this is this meeting over? We can go and shut her down. Shut her down. <laughs> no, I you know I'm not. No, a, we're we're not a poor. Not, let's get in the. We're not hey, a poor get, man's Duke. Oh, I yeah, gotta yeah. get off track. We're, we're not a poor man's Duke. Duke, I, I think oh, we yeah, talked yeah. about this. I think we talked about this on when I was on. Yeah, they, it's your I, rival. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not only that. I think Duke football has only had what, like three, ten win seasons, and maybe like five or eight winning seasons overall. So they're they're playing out of their mind. And how the fact they got a college game day, we've yet to get one, blows my mind. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, you don't want it anyways. It's overrated. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, I can't. We, we see them all the time in Columbus. So you, you know. Well, we we won't anymore now that uh, Fox is in uh, CBS and NBC. That's okay. Have, uh, Big news. Are in better. bed with? Uh, oh, they are absolutely. Um, let's dive into the game a little bit with you here. So, you know, there is the X's and O side of this thing, and I I want you to kind of explain for our listeners who. Um, who maybe think that Talia is a run first quarterback that he really is not. Um, I do. I am impressed with his footwork in the pocket. I think he avoids pressure to find the open receivers, maybe better than any quarterback in the big 10 right now. Okay. Right now. Yes. And, and like you said earlier, years ago, that's why I was ha- harsh on him in the, in the preseason is he struggled with that big time. And now he's also got himself a nice offensive line. They stay healthy. They're going to be a top offensive line in the Big Ten. Granted, we're not growing corn-fed boys like Nebraska and you all. I get that. But he's got a good offensive line. He buys time, and he finds a receiver, I think. Did you all watch any of the uh, Indiana game at all? Uh, very little. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was watching better football. Um, that, and that's not, a, <laughs> that's not an offense to you. Gosh, Indiana's terrible. Um, yeah. But – my point is this, like, I want to know from you, okay, if you are the defensive coordinator for a, an opponent going up against Maryland, how do you, what do you, what scheme are you drawing up? How are you going to stop Talia? Because there is no one receiver that you can blanket that he's not going to then find another open guy. You guys have four guys, or actually four or five guys who are all over 200 yards or something like that uh, receiving. 
Chris, five, you got the five numbers. guys with more than ten catches, more than eleven yards per catch, and at least one touchdown. So how are you stopping that if you're a defensive so you, coordinator? You, you just you just answered that question because we shut down Marvin Harrison. If Marvin, let me ask you this before I answer your question: if we if Marvin Harrison gets zero catches mm-hmm. this Saturday, do you all think you win the game? Yes. Yes. You, 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 dude. You have you not heard of Emeka Egbuka, Cade Stover, Julian Fleming? I'm not, I'm not worried about two wide receivers. I'm, wor- I'm worried about your quarterback. I'm worried about your quarterback. If they shut down Marvin, and let's just say like he targets Marvin, right? And we shut him down, Dante Trader. Shout out Delmore Boy. Let's just say, let's just say we shut him down, Marvin. He may get a couple catches, just doesn't get in rhythm, and the offense isn't flowing as good. Are you going to win Saturday? Do you really think you're that much more dominant dominant than us that we can shut down your number one receiver, probably number one or two draft pick in the NFL, and we get in Kyle McCord where he can't get a rhythm? You really think your running game or your other parts of your offense is going to step up and win that game? Yes, because honestly, Kyle McCord has not depended heavily on Marvin Harrison this year. There's been multiple games where he has had fair, fair. few to no catches. So we actually this is this is really good because we actually did. We actually talked about this on last night's podcast. What is the identity of this offense? Because we know what the identity of our defense is, but we we've, we are asking ourselves, what what is the identity identity of our offense? And we came to the conclusion it's whatever's working that day. Um, Ryan Day has shown himself to be adaptable this season. What's the weakness of the opponent? I'm going to attack that weakness. If that means that I I pound and ground, I will. If that means I've got to I, I got to sit back and go four wide, I will. Um, if he has to go four wide, if you guys are going to load the box to stop the run, and we have to go four wide, I, that would be my suggestion for you because Kyle McCord is only making his sixth start as an Ohio State Buckeye, uh, fifth this season, and so I would put the pressure on him to try to find the open guy. Uh, in that offense, if you want to blanket Harrison, go ahead. But that might be to your detriment, to be honest with you, because uh, the other guys have proven themselves, especially in that Notre Dame game, to be ready to step up if needed. And Kyle McCord has shown himself to be able to make quick decisions. Now, our offensive line, although it's not as good as we like, is improving. Uh, I would say your offensive line and our offensive line, they're comparable with one another right now. They, they are. They're, they're not Michigan. I'll, I'll admit that. I'll be the first one to admit that. But they are improving, especially at run blocking, um, which we seemed like we were struggling with at the beginning of the year, which is why you saw the score like it was in Bloomington, where we only put up 23 points when we played both quarterbacks and were trying to figure out what the identity of this football team was. Uh, and we had an offensive line that just – for lack of a better term, it's was extremely here. inexperienced. So um, you're telling me after four games, they've all of a sudden become men? I'm saying after four games, they've took enough. They've taken enough steps to where if Maryland doesn't come in and show themselves to be uh, comparable with Penn State and that team up north, yeah, we're going to win. So we're, we're I'm glad. Win. I'm glad you brought the Indiana game, 23 to three. That was you all. Mm-hmm. And then 44 to 17, you're like, oh, we let up 17 points, Maryland. Well, it was against our second and third string. So right. our starters who are pulled only let up three points. I I don't – when you break this game down, like I said, should Ohio State win 100%? Should they win this game? Sure. Do I think yeah, they're going to win? No, that. just because 
Just, just because, just because, like I said before, you have had far more talented teams that have struggled against far less talented Maryland teams at Ohio State and at Maryland, of course, but it's at Ohio State. Maryland has equaled, not equaled, we'll, we'll never be on the same page recruiting style, but we've closed that gap. And my, so, my thought process, uh, well, quarterback, you're already saying we have the better quarterback, right or wrong. You have the Morks. At this moment, I would say yes. At this moment, at this moment. Yeah, at, before, at this game, sorry, all right. You just said our offensive line is kind of on the same Comparable. page. Comparable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, defense, who are you giving the defense to? Oh, definitely Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. Now, I know I know what you're going to say. You're going to say we haven't we have the longest streak in college football of 20 points or less, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. you have seven straight games where you your opponents have scored seven or less against you. That's the longest well, the last in college five football. Have basically been high school teams though. Who was the last team that scored more than 20 on you? The Ohio State University. Thank you. And and you said you said the scores have been comparable at Ohio State. I, I actually have those scores ready for you. Go ahead. Um which which score was which score was close? The biggest um, one. Twenty twenty one when it was, was sixty six to seventeen. Where, no, no, come on. Twenty nineteen when it was seventy three to fourteen. Keep going. Twenty seventeen when it was sixty two to fourteen. Hold on, we're gonna talk about locks. Why aren't you doing locks as yours? Wait wait a second. At Ohio State, you said. Columbus, Ohio. I, I said at Ohio State or at College Park, but we're playing. Okay. So playing if we're going to talk about at College Park, then the only game that was really, truly close was 2018-52-51. When we yeah. literally had we literally had no defense at all, all year. But we, you almost we, lost to Pigram. Let that sink in. Terrell who? Pigram. Exactly. Terrell Pigram. Pigram, we call him Piggy, was our quarterback, had a chance to win it, had the wide-open receiver in the end zone. We missed it. Matt Canada, you see how good he's doing in Pittsburgh. He was our interim head coach. Mm-hmm. That's the team. And you what, – what year was that? Was that – 2018. Was it 2018? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. When did you win your national title? 14. Which one? We've won a lot of them. It's been that long? Eric, don't do which one. I wasn't – was I alive on the other ones? I don't know. You're, I'm a lot. We're a lot older than you, man. We got gray. I just, I, I just turned 18. All right, I just turned 18. Um, but what I'm getting at is, I, I just, I don't, I can't believe y'all are this confident that it's going to be. It's like y'all think you're going to walk the dog on us. Do you I, think plus well, 19 and a half for minus? I did not say we were going to walk the dog on you. Where are you getting that from? I'm as my wife, as my I'm wife will say, it's not what you said; it's how you said it. Oh. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I'll, I'll absolutely say it. I, I think that the uh, the point spread of uh, – what's Vegas getting us? 21 right now? Nine, 19 and a half on FanDuel. There oh, 19 go. and a half? Yeah. That might be a little high. A little high. I think it's a two-touchdown game, though. What yeah, was the score last year? What would we lose by last year? 14, uh, right? It was – last year was 43-30. It was 13. Yeah, so fourteen, and 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 I don't get how Vegas thinks nineteen and a half. Like if it was if it was fourteen and a half, fifteen maybe, I would take it. I'd I'd understand that, but nineteen and a half. I'm just I think the ball's in our court. Everybody's well, against us. Nobody wants to rank us. Vegas is putting high odds. I just I'm telling you, man. I hope I hope Ohio State isn't as confident as Chris Wilds. 
let me ask you this. Do you guys have any old coaches who want to talk, say that we're not very tough? Do you have any of those around that you could pull out and dust off and interview? No, and Lou should have kept his dentures out that day. <laughs> Did you see where he well, dropped you, us you, in his pool? I can't believe it. I, I really thought y'all were going to lose that game. They always live in a basketball school because so we. we gave him one. We, we gave him a head Did coach. That's the only way they became a basketball school. Did you did you think uh thank you for Gary Williams. Did you uh did you think did you think you were gonna walk the dog in Notre Dame? Mm-mm. No. You didn't? Mm-mm. No, we figured it was a field goal game. I I picked I I picked us by seven. You picked us by what, Chris? Four, of course anybody three, can say that now, four. Chris, after the game's over. No, 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 go back, the game, go back and listen. <laughs> you don't believe us. We're no, I, did, I, I did figure both teams would score more. I think I had it at uh, yeah, what, I 30 think... to 20. Oh, no, I had it at 6 because I had 30-24. I had 34-27 is what I thought it was going to be. Uh, and defensively, it was a heck of a game by both teams, in all honesty. Um, and, and, I, and quite honest, to be to be realistic with you, I'm wondering if we're not going to get a similar type of game where both defenses kind of lead the way for their teams. Um, I do think there'll be a little bit more scoring than what we saw against Notre Dame, but I wouldn't be surprised if the if the, the team that wins this scores 27, 30. Yeah, I think the under is uh, 55. So, Yeah, so I think that that's realistic if you look at it that way. Um, defensively, Ohio State has been been – odd this year because we anticipated at the beginning of the year that we were going to be led by our defensive line. And that has not been the case, believe it or not. Our defensive back, which has been the shakiest part of our defense the last three years, our defensive backfield has played extremely well. And so if that's the case and Talia is not finding open receivers and, and you guys got to rely on the running game, how confident are you that you can beat Ohio State with Hamby and your running attack? My goodness, I, that would be a dream situation for us. That's why I think we're so deadly. Antoine Littleton, uh, McDonald, and Hemby. Hemby's actually had like the past two or three games has been like a no show. It's been carried by McDonald and Littleton. I mean, I think y'all are. It's crazy the way y'all are sleeping on all aspects of Maryland, like the running game. The I mean, our secondary is tough. I just, I just, I don't think y'all are that much better than us. I mean. Yep. Just don't let your quarterback run because let me tell you, that family does not have a good history with concussions. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that right in the heart. Yeah. All right, man. Let's let me ask you this question. Let's get right to it. What's your prediction? Do you have one? You want a score and everything? You don't have to give a score. I mean, if you want to give me a ballpark right now, I know I know we're recording this early in the week, and this is something that our podcasts usually do later in the week. I get that, but I I kind of I, I want to hold your feet to the fire here a little bit. I'll, I guess put it this way: you said Ohio State should win Saturday, three o'clock, three thirty, whenever this game ends. Are you celebrating a dub or not? He's celebrating a dub. Good. I'm glad you're confident. I, I 100, like I said, on paper, Ohio State should win this ball game hands down. But like I said, I think the fans of Ohio, I think the players of Ohio, I think, who, who, do, you, who do you all play next week? Don't you 
a buy, Purdue? Isn't that a buy for you? It's not a buy. Trust me. That is our uh, thorn in our side. There's been – do you know Purdue's beat Ohio Eric. State more in the 2000s than any other team in the Big Ten? That's true. That is a yes. true statement. Believe it or not, Purdue has been the thorn in our side more than any other Specifically team in the Big Ten. Specifically at Purdue. Because we handled them in Columbus. I can't. They usually have somebody that, who's dying of cancer who they uh, roll out there onto the field that that rallies up the entire fan next base. Thing you know, team. Wayne Haskins is throwing seventy passes in a game. Yeah, no well, kidding. I, I'm sure. I'm sure the person that wheel out was an astronaut. No, it wasn't. If, if you haven't heard, we're doing put twenty seven astronauts on, in space just to let everybody know. That's their claim to fame. No, all right. Seriously, give me, let me give you a score prediction. Let me think here. All right, because I'm right, gonna be right on the money. Let's okay. go. Let's go. I'm with you. I really think it's going to be in the 30s, though, Eric. Okay. All I right. don't see a 20s game. Chris, 30s or 20s? What are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the winner's in the 30s. Yeah, I, I can't I see. Think the, I, I think the looter, loser's saddled with 24 or less. Let's go. Ohio State, 21. I'm just thinking, making y'all think we're, we're skipping here and it's not coming through. Maryland, 32. How do you like that score? What? 32-21? Let's go. All right. Wait, all right. Hey, look, you all, I mean, you're, you're twisting my arm here. Do it. It's going to be a dog fight. I know it is. It's probably going to like Chris, Chris and Eric, you both said it. It's probably going to be like 32, something like that, to be honest with you. There you go. That's going to be my final prediction. 32-28. Maryland wins it. Walk-off touchdown to Leah. Horseshoe. Put a statue to Lee out in the horseshoe. There's there's only one quarterback in the, that's going to be playing in this game who does walk-offs, and it sure isn't Talia. Uh, I can promise you we're going to put 11 players on the field. I can promise you. <laughs> well, you know, this much I will say. I do Hope believe so. that the guys in Maryland can count. Yes. Well, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that Marcus Freeman is capable of counting, but I do believe the people in Maryland can count. All right, Chris, give me your prediction. Uh, I'm going to go I, – I think it's going to be a little bit better. I, I really do. I think Ohio State's offense gets a little bit better. I'm going to say 38-24 Ohio State. Hmm. I got 28-17 Buckeyes. I'm going to go lower. He's got a dog fight, son. He got a dog fight. Yeah. Um, here we go. So you brought it up. You've been talking big banter. Here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a wager. It's going to be a fun one. The winner of this game this Saturday, the other team cannot put themselves above that team in the power rankings for the rest of the year. The rest of the season? Rest of the year. You have to. If Ohio State beats Maryland, I don't care where you put yourselves, but you ain't putting yourself above us for the rest of the season in the power rankings, no matter what happens. And we'll do the no same. No matter what. No matter what. And we'll do the same. We will put we will put the turtles above the Buckeyes no matter what happens for the rest of the year in our power rankings. But you have to do the same. You have to put yourself behind the Buckeyes for the rest right. of the year. Y'all, deal. You're pressure. You're pressuring me like Donald. You're pressuring me like Donald Trump right now. But before I say deal or no deal, Michigan State and Indiana, uh, Bacon Wire, LEO Podcast, 
First off, do you know what LEO stands for? Does anybody love here? everyone? Love everyone. No or wonder love, they're terrible at football. Love each what other. Love everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're putting uh, we're now turtle heads, and we're putting he on our helmets. It's hate everyone or hate everything. I don't know. It was something they came up with it earlier. I can't believe that is their motto. I would never name a podcast love everyone. Anyway, they have yet to pay up on our gentlemen's bets. So if you're listening, I gave you my address. I'm waiting. For for my gift bags. So, Eric, I'm taking your deal, and I'm all raising right. you one. All right? Here's what it is. If you all beat us, I am sending you Old Bay, Utz Chips, Burger Cookies, and Natty Bill. <laughs> now, I would say, what is Ohio going to send me? I don't want Skyline Chili. I don't want to join Burrow uniform. I hate Skyline. It's awful. <laughs> it's like, so what, bad. Send Buckeyes, <laughs> we'll send you some homemade Buckeyes. Can help your cholesterol out. That's what we've got. <laughs> that's, that's all you. That's all you can offer is some Buckeyes. <laughs> oh gosh, what what are we known for in Ohio? Bob Evans, dear father. Send some sausage gravy. Bob, send you, you some of the canned stuff. <laughs> I don't no, we, think there's anything food wise from Ohio that we can send you that's uh, going to be going to be wait, good. Isn't uh in Ball Rich Chips from uh, Ohio, I believe? Uh yeah, there's also White Castles. <laughs> Dear. What do y'all do out there? Spend a lot of time in the bathroom. That's what we do. <laughs> Shoot. Oh uh, no, let's what do keep we do? Where we're all at. we let's do keep is play winning football. Yeah, we play we play we play football. That's all that's all. We'll keep it where it's at. If you wanna if you wanna send me whatever that list was, uh Chris and I can come up with a list to send you if that's what you want to do. If on top of that, if you take my bet, we'll take yours. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, can I ask you both a question though? Yeah. There's three teams that have won all their games by eighteen points or more. Any, any takers? But how many points was it? 18, you said? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see if we can do this. Maryland. Obviously, Maryland's one. Hey, what if I told you in 2024 they're all Big Ten teams? Yeah. It's it's Maryland, USC, Penn, and, and that came up north, I think. Penn State? Or Penn State, yeah. Michigan, Washington, and Maryland. You know what? Yeah, you I know really, what? Uh, really Notre Dame was uh, scoring over 40 a game and uh, yeah, winning all their games by huge margins as well. <laughs> Who do you guys play next week? You know what I can't wait for? Hey, do you all live near the university? Yeah. Yeah, within an hour. I, I got to look at the basketball schedule. I don't know if we come to you all or you all come to us. If we if we go, I went to Ohio State a couple years ago. If we come to Ohio State, I'm buying tickets. We're all watching a basketball game together. Okay, so here's the thing about Ohio State basketball, and Big Banter's probably not going to like me saying this. Um, Ohio State's Value City Arena is the worst place possible to watch a basketball game in, it, by it far. Is not good. It is the worst arena. There is zero atmosphere there. It is built for concerts and, and entertainment. It is not built for basketball. I have been pounding 
the pulpit for years that they should go back to St. John Arena. It yes. was a barn. It was home court advantage like you would not believe. And they have ripped that place apart now. It's now a, a glorified pep rally arena for the football yeah. team and weightlifting. Um, they took the scoreboard out of it. There will never be another basketball game in St. John Arena. Um, Ohio State basketball-wise, and I don't we don't run that that podcast for big banter. But we we ran it for we had a basketball Thank podcast God. for a couple well, years. Didn't we stop it like halfway through because it just became so depressing? Here it was. It this basketball team, if they could ever figure out how to actually run a motion offense, I'll be happy. If they could just get out of their own daggone ways, you know that'd be a big step forward. So well, we have we have a little bit in common there because Maryland took Coldfield House, legendary Coldfield House, hosted Final Fours. And the best home court advantage you could ever ask for, they told us it was impossible to fix up. You need to build a new stadium, which they didn't They didn't drop the ball. Because like, I will admit, I've been to Ohio State basketball arena. That's terrible. Xfinity is a great place. Sometimes I wonder if they build it a little too big. But when you go out there and the football team takes over coal and builds this multi-million dollar state-of-the-art training facility, you're like, really? Yeah, I think Maryland chases that dream of being a football school. That's where the money's at. I get it. But sometimes you got to wonder, like, stop chasing the dream and just do what you do best. So. Yeah. Hey, man, that'll be a lot of fun. If you end up getting the tickets to the to the Buckeye game, we, yeah, we'll meet you out there. We'll go to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Maryland's on my my bucket list to come visit. It's it, You guys are Rutgers. haven't been there yet. I don't really have a desire to go to Rutgers, to be honest. With I, I kind of do just because it's the birthplace of college football. Do you have a desire to go to Princeton and watch a game there? I mean, <laughs> I would. You you would because you're you're the wild man. You're 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 a sycophant when it comes to football. But dude, hey, thank you so much, Monk, for coming on, being with us. I look forward to seeing the Turtle Heads have to put Maryland behind the Buckeyes after this week in the Big Banter Power Rankings. I look forward to that. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me on. And as always, go Terps. Yeah, real, real fast, where can they find your podcast, buddy? Yeah, man, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Look, Big Banner is a great network. If you all are listening to Big Banner, all the podcasts are great. However, we are the only Big Banner to win a testy, so check us out. We are a good time. We have a lot of fun. Check us out. Like, share, Twitter, subscribe, whatever we have to do these days to get these people listening but check us out on Instagram and Twitter X, whatever it is, at Turtleheads Talk. We should have made that the bet that they hand their testy over to us. But then coming from a turtlehead <laughs> handing over a testy, well, that might have not gone oh. over so well. With the, We're going to have uh, a pair, a pair of rating. nuts in our hand this Saturday, my man. You, YouTube may have given us strike two. <laughs> we might have got our second strike from YouTube right there. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, hit the like, share, subscribe button. We really do appreciate it. Enjoy the game this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good luck to you. You're going to need it. Big banter, you're welcome. Until next time, everybody, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH to St. Carmen, Ohio, with all your heart. OH! I owe! No OH? Come on. <laughs> Go, Bucks. Hey guys, it is time to give our predictions for how we think this game is going to go. Uh, Chris, you and I gave our predictions uh, in the last segment there with the Turtleheads. Uh, Aaron, I got yours earlier today, so I know what your score is as well. So here's what we're going to do. 
Um, I'm going to give the score predictions, and then we're going to explain how we came up with our predictions, and we're going to give our final thoughts as we head into the big game against Maryland this weekend. Undefeated Maryland, undefeated Ohio State, big noon kickoff, cannot wait. Aaron, your prediction is Ohio State 35, Maryland 24. Chris, you came up with the score of Buckeyes 38. Maryland 24. You both think 24 points for the Turtles. I believe it's going to be an Ohio State victory 28 to 17. Uh, all of us are under. We are all under on the 19 and a half points. Um, but we all think it's going to be at least a two score victory for the Buckeyes. Aaron, I'll start with you. How did you come up with your score and why? I just guessed. Fair enough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think, you know, with a break, I think we're going to get, we got a little bit healthier, a little bit better, right? But without a game, there's a little bit of a drop-off. It shouldn't be nothing, any you know, anything crazy. But I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off. I think we're going to be slow to get started. And with the new clock rule, that might cost us a couple possessions, and I think that's going to limit our scoring ability. Um, and then I have to give credit where credit is due. You know, Maryland has handled their business this season, even if it was against lesser opponents. They have done what they're supposed to do, um, and I got to give them credit for that. They have a very experienced quarterback. Um, they're, they're dangerous offensively, and I know the defense is our strong suit, but I think they're going to put some points on the board, and that's how I came up with 24 a slow start mixed with a team full of experience. I gave him a little credit for that. Chris, your turn. Yeah, much like Aaron, uh, you know, I think that Ohio State offensively is going to be better. Uh, I do believe that, and Aaron, you were very, very close when you said a couple possessions less. It's actually 2.1 possessions less per game right now that we are seeing versus last year's team. Wow. So, okay. yeah, I mean – that's something that I think holds us back a little bit. But at the same time, I think we start to see maybe this offense heading in the right direction. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on this Maryland defense. Uh, you know, they haven't really played anybody. And you look, you know, they gave up 20 points to Charlotte. Who the hell is Charlotte? You know, aren't they a basketball team in the NBA? Yeah. Hornets? Well, you know, Maryland is a basketball school. So, poor man's Duke. Poor man's Duke. Um, yeah, so I think Ohio State's going to be good to put up points. Um, defensively, I do think that, like Aaron said, we got to give them a little bit of credit uh, with the Maryland offense. I think they are going to put up some points. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it's a 14 points more given up by the starting offense and maybe uh, get one late in cleanup duty, you know. Where, where maybe our second string's in there a little bit late in the game and gives one up. But that's how I came up with 38-24. All right, so the blueprint for this football game has already been played out. It played out a week ago in Durham, North Carolina, <clears throat> when Notre Dame went in and played Duke. I've been making fun of Maryland, calling them poor man's Duke, um, trying to poke fun at them, the fact that that's who they wish they were in basketball. But – we had a week to get healthy. Notre Dame went on the road to Duke, banged up, 
and, and they came away with a close win against Duke. If this game was played a week ago and it was in College Park, Maryland, I would say this game might come down to the last possession of the game. But we've had a week to get healthy, like you mentioned. It's in our house. This is a two-possession two possession win for Ohio State. Is Maryland improved? Absolutely. Um, are they going to give one of the big three a scare? That's what we talked about with Maryland coming into the season. You know, were they going to be able to give Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan a game? They gave Michigan a game last year. They came down to the final quarter of that game. Uh, mm-hmm. and they had they had they had the Wolverines on the ropes in their house. Um, can they take them this year in their home? I don't know. I just think Maryland is a different football team in their stadium. When you got to go into an away game, into a stadium that holds over a hundred thousand people on national television, you know, yeah, you might be hyped. You know, you might think you have a plan, but like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So speaking of plans, Eric, do you think that there's any way that Ohio State decides to maybe do to Maryland what's been done to them all season long, where teams try to just run it out and grind out the game a little bit? If we have the lead, maybe, and we're <clears throat> and we and we're controlling the line of scrimmage, yeah, I can see that in the second half. You know, playing, you know, letting chip you know, wear on you. Maybe Mayan's healthy enough to get in there and get some runs mm-hmm. in the second half, possibly. Um, but it's not in Ryan Day's nature to not want to throw the football, guys. <laughs> he can't help him. He can't help himself. It's we have I mean, to throw it. It's like being married <laughs> to a supermodel. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, when you have that talent, dude, you want to use it. You know, spread the ball around. I got you. I mean, yeah, you got a you got a race car in the in the garage. You know, you're not going to want to drive that thing. Of course, you are. Got a couple of them in the garage. <laughs> well, yeah, we got a couple of them in the garage, but you know what? We also got five in the running back room as well. well yeah, I understand that, but look at how he's utilized them this year. I mean, have we seen Dallin Hayden at all? Not that I can no. think of. No. Barely uh, seen Mayan. Mayan Mayan's been MIA for the last what two two games? Three I games? gotta think Mayan's still nursing an injury. All right. I didn't want to say anything. There's a there's a rumor floating around that Mayan Williams gained weight and was in the was in the doghouse. And coaching staff said you either drop the weight or you're not playing. Too many meatballs? Well, he, you know, he lost weight to begin with, so he could play. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's a struggle. And then when you give a college right. student. They did the same thing with Tyleek Williams last year, if you recall. Yeah. You know, a lot. So, I don't know. So, I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 we boast we've got five, five, five horses in the stable in the running back room, but up to this point, we've only really seen them utilized too. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, all right. Last question, guys, what do you expect to see? Or would you like to see this Saturday when the game begins? What, what are you going to be watching for? Or what would you like to see Aaron? I think I want to see, you know, different, a passing attack. That's, that's effective. I want to see instead of throwing from the two yard line, I want to see them use common sense play calling. 
Um, I want to see a little bit more from the defense. I want to see pressure on Talia. He looks great when he doesn't have to, you know, when he, when he can sit in the pocket. He's a good runner, you know, but let's make that all game long. Let's put that pressure on him for four quarters. Let's see what this defense can do. I want to see the playbook get opened up some on offense, you know, not just in the passing or the running game. In its entirety, I want to see Ryan Day open up just a little bit. We're approaching midseason. Let's see what this happens. Chris, what would you like to see happen? Uh, defensively, I'm with Aaron. Uh, defensively, I'm 100% with Aaron. We, I want to see pressure on Talia. You know what? If he's going to beat us, let him beat us with his feet, you know? Uh, you know, force him into that game because, as I said, those Tagovailoa boys can only take so many hits before they're done for the game. So, yeah, for, force his hand. You know, as far as offensively goes, goes, I want to see him. If Ryan Day is going to come out throwing the ball, and I think we can all agree that's probably what's going to happen, I want to see him, as Aaron said, make common sense calls. Let's get Kyle McCord some good, early, quick routes that he can hit quickly, get some confidence built, and then just unleash the beast once he's got that going for him. Uh, you know, we've been waiting to see it. We all think he's got the arm talent to do it. You know what? Let's, let's you know, just let's let him loose. Let's ride or die with him at this point, guys. See what happens. Um, defensively, I'm going to be specifically <clears throat> watching the linebackers this week. Um, there's been a little talk that they kind of – were MIA a little bit in Notre Dame where they kind of got uh, Notre Dame kind of um, Notre Dame kind of abused them a little bit. They got lost in the shuffle, if you will, in the Notre Dame game. And thankfully, Lathan Ransom stepped in and had a great game and kind of filled the shoe with that <coughs> third linebacker coming down from the safety position. Um, Sonny Styles did as well, especially on that fourth down where they both stopped them on the goal line or not the goal line, but on uh, on the fourth down run. Um, that was, you know, where that could have, could have really should have been a linebacker in that situation, but they were, they were being gap sound and just so happened that that play kind of ran to the outside. Um, but the linebackers, both, uh, steel chambers and Tommy Eichenberg didn't have their best games against Notre Dame. This is a game. This is a linebacker game for me. You got a quarterback who is athletic and active, you you've got wide receivers a lot of them will come over the middle there's a lot of there's a lot of action in those in those routes that they're running that Aaron showed us where people are sweeping over the middle of the field that's where a linebacker can absolutely take somebody's head off um and they they got a decent running attack as well as as Aaron showed us in the in the video there so uh with Hamby and a, a couple other guys um that they're going to be throwing at us. And so the linebackers need to step up. Offensively, you know me. I'm a big guy. I'm watching the line of scrimmage. Can our offensive line make sure that they give Kyle McCord plenty of time to find the open receiver? Like we talked about on Sunday, what is the identity of this team? Who's open? That's who. That's the identity. Get, get to the open man. Find the open man. Well, in order to do that, he's going to need some time. Um, they're going to do a lot of stunts. They're going to do blitzing like Aaron showed us again. Can the offensive line hold up and keep the pocket clean for Kyle McCord? If they do, it's going to be a win for Ohio State. If they don't, then it's going to be a dogfight. 
And I think we might be in for a little bit of a dogfight for about three, three and a half quarters. But I do believe Ohio State's talent is going to overcome and is going to win this game on Saturday. And we're going to move to 5-0. and So that's what I'm looking for, guys. Any last thoughts? I have none. Just got to execute now. Chris? Man, I'm just pumped for the game. I am so pumped to uh, knock the turtle head right out of him. Knock the turtle head back in. Knock that turtle head right back up in there. We don't want to see that puppy poking out. Strike three from YouTube just happened. This is my uh, two-week notice. Yes. <laughs> oh, guys, enjoy the game Saturday. If you're not going, enjoy the enjoy it being on Fox. That's awesome. The next one, unfortunately, is on the Peacock. But we're going to that game, so we don't have to worry about That's it. That's right. Uh, so enjoy this one, uh, everybody. Be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH until next time. OH! I owe. I owe. Go Bucks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.